Take a piece of America back. It's called Trove. It's called It's called Trove. Trove. We the last of the ventures, slow as we carry it on our shoulders. I keep my friends close to them devils a lie closer. When the freedom riders approach them, they appetizers for vultures. Soldiers of fortune and never no match for soldiers of culture. My flow is so fucking honest. You said you wanted to hear it, you lied. Cause all you wanted was for me to lift up the spirits. The truth is too fucking ugly. And trust me, the shit I lay is. You touch me, you think you're tough, leave it's toothless. It's rugged players. It's too fit to soothsay. It's disgusting. The true saviors remove with the gang. Cause you niggas sweeter than fruit flavors. The true slayer. Proving it's true to the hide from it. You misguided as missiles or a suicide bombers taking orders from the mullah waiting for karma to pull up. They don't just no match for bullets. It's rarely ratchets and bullets. Got a race in the mean a lie like the chase in the wood of cop car. Like honor and being a martyr and a terrorist. It's a rock star dodging the Abu Dhabi or dodging the paparazzi. Still probably as popular as swastikas for Nazis. The cops protect the property properly when they crack a head. Murderers get as cocky as Perseus when the cracking dead. I wonder what we'll be running through these crackers heads. And why niggas are spilling more blood than Cincinnati cats with black and red. I take an act of fact, go back to bed. Allergic to the fumes, having a funeral for the news, cause the fact is dead. The trust is gone from the neocons to Barack Obama. America eats young from Casey Anthony to the Octomom. Wow. Fix it and mix it up like martial arts in the Octagon. I spit the fire till we burn down Babylon. Take a piece of America back. You will barely learn. It's called truth. Death by suicide bomb, Protestants, Bibles, or Quran, or Islam. From Genghis Khan to Vietnam, I can smell the napalm. Rape victims, rip stockings, redneck clan members doing church bombings. Innocent fetuses being aborted with no options. Humans, government, ruin them. Worrying what weapons could be used to be nuking them. Jesus was crucified in Jerusalem. Slaves treated like property. The Pearl Harbor, the Hiroshima, the Nagasaki. Adolf Hitler, to every murderous Nazi. To the Gambinos, to the Gaudis, to every mafia atrocity. Child pornography, babies starving and dying in poverty. Serbians fighting Croatians in Yugoslavia. Muslim women being Raped up to 40,000 in the war of here The 50 million killed in the Second World War The government poisoning the minds and the bodies of the babies That are born poor Airplanes blown up by Islamic extremists and religion There's always drama Whether worshiping the prophet of Muhammad or Jesus Smallpox and Napoleon Troops dying from typhus From the Spanish flu to the Black Plague Today it's the AIDS virus Bodies in coffins Political extortions Racist mobs murdering Willie Turks Michael Griffith and Yusuf Hawkins Check the murder rate It's human nature The murder and hate The Catholic Church claim women were witches And burn them at the stake Pedophile Predators attacking 38 Beretta used by Gandhi's assassin 16 bullets in Malcolm It happened uptown Manhattan A homicide Reagan 80s epidemic A cracking soldiers in action Dying in Iraq And never coming back And now let's, let's Take a piece of America Black You will learn It's called Trove It's called Trove It's called It's called You will learn It's called Trove It's called It's called Trove All right, good evening and welcome to Third Rail Radio. Uh, Been a little while and uh, glad everybody is here. Um, Everybody in the chat room, Canadian Glenn, guest 3028, knickknack, holy shit, I'm honored. What's up, brother? Uh, Tales of Hair and Harry Tales Coach, what's up brother And Soldier in the house Thanks for joining us guys um, Hope everybody is doing well And uh, my uh, my Sound is okay um, I already have uh, Canadian Glenn on the line um, 
And uh, tonight's a shoot the shit show. S- soldiers in the house. We're going to talk uh, psyops, listen to some tunes. Uh, God, I wish I could get Knickknack to make a prank call, but that probably won't happen. Um, but but one can dream. And uh, welcome to the show. So, uh, Glenn, how are you, my friend? Good evening, sir. It's uh, nice to see a show up again. Um, we're connected with this new ultra VoIP system from BTR. I mean, I have to say, uh, it sounds pretty good so far. You know, it's good quality. We'll we'll see how long it lasts. I mean, it's all the indications are exactly like Skype. You get a little mute button. You get a little strength of signal button. You know, I'm just curious if it'll go down to nothing before they fucking cut you off. But uh, we'll see what happens, I guess. All right, and we're gonna go. Um, um, we're gonna go unscreened here. Um, 201, they got their area code on. Area code 201. Welcome to Third Rail Radio. Bringing you right in here. The more, the merrier. Um, hey, it's Soldier guys. How we doing? Hey, Soldier, welcome to the show. Thanks for calling in. We're going to bring one more in on uh, on screen. It's a little sketchier, um, but I've got my my (laughs) finger on the trigger because it's a 1111111 number. Oh, they're already live. Good. Everybody's live. Um, Soldier, welcome to the show. Glenn and I were just discussing uh, um, the fact that Blog Talk Radio seems to have raped... uh, um, Skype's uh, um, code or template and and put it onto their website as their own little unit. But it does sound pretty clear right now, but that's uh, until the ghosts get into the machine, I gather. Well, don't yeah, forget. Yeah, you guys sound good. Uh, can't, tell, can't tell any problems over here. Don't cool. forget they're, they're limiting it to five callers right now. So, I mean, you oh, know. You, you're clever. Yeah, so that's why they have it merchandised as like invite a guest host. Yeah, because they, can, they don't, they're only allowing broadband for five calls per show. And if they think they're going to replace Skype with that, they're fucked in the head. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, Soldier, I'm curious. Do you use Skype? Not to get right off on a tangent right away, but that's what this show is all about. Yeah, I use Skype from time to time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I don't use it too much, but not so much uh, for security reasons or anything. It's just I I ca- I I text like I I I've, I've almost um, developed a uh, phobia about talking on the on the telephone. I I probably have to bring it up to my therapist next appointment. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like I I really have a hard time talking on the t- on the phone. To- to people now like I prefer texting if I feel like if I can't look in into somebody's eyes then then hearing their voice actually uh you know gives me fucking it I, I can't figure it out what like what the nuance or or sort of the um you know sort of the subtext of what they're trying to say is maybe I'm overthinking it but still um but uh, so tonight, I want to talk about a bunch of shit. Um, we we were th- um, and while I have you here, soldier, um, there was a, a great show on Wednesday night on um, the View up here on Glenn's show, uh, an update on uh, Serena Shim. 
um, and uh, the efforts um, being made to continue to uh, um, get her some fucking attention, um, some something, just something um, about her death. And, and regardless of, of how it happened, the fact that, that she hasn't been honored in any way or, or recognized for, you know, dying uh, in the service of her, of her profession. Uh, it's pretty fucking dishonorable. Yeah, so that's a good about it. I didn't, I saw some, I, imagine. About it. I didn't know you guys were behind it. Um, that's something that's cool. I totally, I'm a hundred percent down with that one. She, what the hell happened there? And where's the response? Um, yeah. I'm with everybody on that one. I have no idea what's going on there. Yeah. It's I mean, gentle. I mean, do you it think, really do you think we're, 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 you know, most of the people, um, we're, Revolution Radio has done a couple shows. Um, Glenn Glenn did a great one. Pup did an awesome one. Dalek and I did a follow up one. Um, and uh, so there's been there's been a lot. I mean, do you think we're tinfoil hatting it when when we could suspect that the things aren't all uh, that you know all the cards aren't on the table here in her death? No, I, I mean, think, it's just, I think you guys have the right of it. You guys have absolutely have the right of it. You know, I don't I don't just say that. I'll call you guys out if I think you're wrong. This. Oh yes, you, you do. Definitely. Absolutely. You guys absolutely seem to know the right. I want to know what the hell happened there. Um, I do think you guys are speaking to a little bit of an echo chamber there. So, so getting your voice out into the wider public or to policymakers would be a curious thing to do. I'm gonna I'm gonna call somebody tomorrow and see if they've even heard of Serena Shim. Just to test. See if, you you uh, mean we're 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 all like preaching preaching to the choir? Yeah, everyone's converted who listens to you guys, right? Yeah, I mean it, it's it's it is true. We need the we need the message to to broaden out. And there is a a tweet storm um, in March, um, and I'll put the link in the chat. Um, yeah, after it is I open. in the chat. Oh, right on. <laughs> Good, awesome. Sorry, I'm on the board. All right, I'm going to bring on another another one one one. It's a forty eight hour storm. Today was the first day. Tomorrow is the second day. This uh, tweet storm pace bin is the longest, most time-consuming pace bin I've ever seen for a tweet storm. There's got to be a thousand tweets, and there are sections that are targeted to media, to governments, to all kinds of different sectors. So, I mean, the effort is on to get it spread wider. And, I mean, the show that we did on Revolution Radio uh, featured her sister and yeah, uh, her her great friend in Beirut, who's also in media, and Tim Bestbuds, who's been behind a lot of the campaign. There was a show that uh, a non-UK radio did. They had on uh, her sister and her mother and Tim. Mm-hmm. And the show we did on Wednesday was more about the campaign, more than the family and personal stories and stuff like that. So it was Tim Bestbuds, uh, Seven, and Steve Shagwell. And we specifically talked about this storm for this weekend. Um, today, during the day, we, ha- we have seen real evidence of censorship in real time on different apps for different hashtags, uh, entire lists disappearing, uh, hashtag pages disappearing. 
So I don't know about all of that. Um, am I still on? Yeah, yeah. I am too. <laughs> yeah, okay. everybody's on. So I, I don't know about I don't know about list disappearing, and I wouldn't be able to speak to it. Right, I have no idea. Um, but it's it's certainly just the the entire narrative as it's been told, as I understand it. I think I remember looking into this in advance of the blog talk radio show that you guys did uh, for Revolution Radio. It it does not add up. You guys are yeah. absolutely correct. Um, I would I would put the blame more on the Turkish media than than on U.S. policy, at least for now. I don't see I don't see clear evidence of the U.S. trying to step in here. Erdogan certainly I could totally see his administration doing it, um, but that's. That's, that's where I sit on it so far. How about that? Well, there is no Turkish media left anymore. Like, literally. <laughs> right. I mean, it's gone. So, I mean, you're exactly right. Um, you know, and after Glenn's show uh, – sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're good. Go on. There, there, yeah, there is no media. Like, he doesn't even have to really battle that many uh, – any outlets because nobody can say a fucking word over there or, you know, they get uh, – uh, incarcerated or, or worse. Um, yeah, I saw the internet was shut down once again over there, or at least social media yeah. access. It was yeah. like last week sometime. Yeah. I forgot yeah. why. I didn't even didn't even look into why, to be honest. It happens so often. It's more notable when they're up. Well, the premise last week was the latest bombing in Ankara. That was the uh, excuse. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, I mean, they had the regional elections, Erdogan's party wins the majority. The next day, the leading opposition newspaper in the country is raided. The editor is thrown in jail. The publisher is thrown in jail. You look at the front page of the paper from the day before to the day after, and it's night and day. You know, I mean, it is blatant state media control. Uh, Those two guys were in jail for close to three months. The highest court in Turkey, the Constitutional Court, demanded or, you know, signed their release. They're out. And President Erdogan says he's not going to abide by that decision. So what kind of country do we have here? That's like, that would be like (coughs) Obama saying he's not going to obey the Supreme Court. I think my, so... I, I know that everybody doesn't doesn't like to think about the hard, big political problems sometimes, but I really think Erdogan or Erdogan's days are numbered. Um, I don't know if you saw, but the Peshmerga. This is my world a little bit more than you guys's. Um, the Pesh, the president of Iraq of Iraqi Kurdistan, just last week, uh, put out uh, put out. I think he I think he stated publicly that the Peshmerga are no longer going to fight, they're no longer going to shed blood, either their own or ISIS's, if it's not for an independent Kurdistan. Yes. I don't know how the U.S. doesn't support them in that. I just don't see, like, it's, I don't see how the U.S. doesn't support them, and that's going to infuriate uh, Turkey and the Turkish political party. I don't know, I don't know what happens next. It'll be interesting to see in the big, big policy picture what goes on. Um, I think it's the pinned tweet right now on my profile the, that I fully support Kurdish independence. Well, uh, I think it was just yesterday that uh, that self-proclaimed Kurdistan state within Iraq has declared yeah. independence. 
and we'll see if anybody recognizes them. Uh, but also... Uh, and- damn time, in my opinion. No, definitely. But, I mean, Antichrist and I were talking before the show, and the way I see it, it's just like Saddam when he was in favor, just like Mubarak when he was in favor, just like Noriega when he was in favor. If you tow the party line domestically, you can do whatever the fuck you want. And when we've had enough of you, then we will do a 180 on the narrative and suddenly you're an evil dictator and you have to go. Now, this may be coming soon for Erdogan. I certainly hope it is. He's been uh, been a problem since the, um, uh, what was it, the Freedom Flotilla? Yes. Yeah. 2010, the first Freedom Flotilla. He's been a problem. He's been on my radar since then. I really can't stand the way Turkish have gone about things. No, I mean he. Ha- I mean even right around that time, I mean we, we, like we all have to remember, you know, as Saddam was was a darling and shaking hands with uh, Brummy and and buying fucking massive amounts of weapons and student, including uh, chemical weapons from us, and then um, you know there was a time where Muammar Gaddafi uh, was pitching his tent outside of the UN, and everybody thought he was real cool. And, um, you know, and, and same with, um, with a boss, you know, uh, or not a boss with, um, uh, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name, the Syrian leader there, um, Assad, Assad. um, you know, Assad. Assad, like Syria was the big, uh, was the big, uh, sort of Western hope, um, for that side of the, of, uh, of the Middle East, um, in between Turkey and Syria, it looked like there had, there were two pretty well-established Western educated, um, secular, um, Muslims, uh, running those two countries. And then, I mean, on a dime, it all changed around. Dude, I'll support the U S on this one. There is absolute, I'll support 100% U S foreign policy on this one. There is no way that we're, that we're not going to turn on a dime when you gas your own people and suppress the Arab Spring, like you're done. There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing left for you when you, when you want to talk to Western democracies. You, you've no, no. I, you're. I mean, I. Th- I think you, you're 100 percent right. I think they're the ones who. The, it's the. It was the the uh, leaders. You know, Assad and though it's it's those guys who got shit sick of uh, you know being the lapdog of the West and. Um, and then and always being you know, know looking over it's their sick back. I don't know being the lapdog of the West. It was they were genuinely concerned they would lose power and they gas their own fucking people. And we yeah, don't stand it, for that. Well, well that, I mean, but I mean, before that, I think that you know when uh, when everything was hunky dory um, in Syria, um, in Turkey. Um, I think that that and this is complete speculation, obviously, I think that uh, um, that Western alliance like NATO countries and and especially the U.S. would lean on um, on uh, Assad and Erdogan pretty hard. Um, I mean, and and rightly so, I I guess. But I mean, there was this uh 180 switch in in attitude and if you go through i mean look at allende in chile and then you can go all the way you know right up to fucking north vietnam um you know uh up until 
uh, what's going on right now. Um, I'll so give it they to you. I'll give it to you in a couple different places. In a couple different places in history, yeah, absolutely, the U.S. has been two-faced. But as far as current U.S. policy towards Syria, those motherfuckers did this to themselves. They made it. They made themselves unpalatable to a Western appetite. Just period. Oh, absolutely. I, I couldn't oh, agree with you us. more. I couldn't and agree as far with as you more. Erdogan, he didn't. Er, er, he, Turkey hasn't. Turkey hasn't gassed their own people. Um, Can you say Turkey, that for certain? Turkey has been going, as far as I know. Um, Turkey. Turkey, well, I mean, uh, Turkey has been an issue since about 2010. They've been consistently just pushing and pushing and pushing. They consistently doing. They're 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 tiptoeing towards the area. They're, it's almost like what's what's the saying when you uh, when you cook a frog slowly? I feel like you boil a frog. frog, and they're cooking us. Yeah, you boil a frog by doing it slowly. I feel that that's what Turkey's trying to do to their relationship with the West. It's it's slow. It's slow. if anybody else was acting the way they were, we wouldn't tolerate it. So I, the the fact that we're still friends with them is is somewhat surprising. To me. Turkey is um, the I new Pakistan. For, oh geez, uh, it's, <laughs> it's pretty apt, I think. Except they started out. Except they started out crazy, and or they yeah. started out relatively normal. So. Turkey started well, out and let's not, and let's and let's not forget, forget, forget history and, and location, right? Like history, I mean, uh, Constantinople was was like the turning point of, um, you know, the battle between what the second or third uh, crusades, um, the mm-hmm. fall of southern Italy and, and the um, Holy Roman Empire. The Holy Roman Empire to the Ottoman Empire. Um, I mean, it has so much parallel to what's going on um, to what's going on right now. And uh, I, you know, I, I, again, speculation. But I think I mean, I just it's hard to see Putin and uh, um, Erdogan not not being able to sit down and have a fucking a drink and and work some stuff out. Um, you know, for the future. Um, so that, but, that's one of the concerns, right? If if we back off Turkey, then that if, then that gives uh, that gives Putin another chance to gain another ally in a region that maybe we don't want him to gain an ally in. So that's that's the sort of chess game that's being played at the super high level. How much yeah. do you want to slap slap Turkey in the cock for being a constant being, and how much do we uh, and how much do we not want to give? Turkey or give Russia, who's going to do horrible things with that alliance? How much do we want to give them a level up? There's there's a lot of institution. If you guys want to spend a little bit more time on history on this, uh, there's a little bit more institutional history about this subject the relation between uh, between all the superpowers here, starting more recently with not only the fall of the Ottoman Empire, but also the rise of Ataturk. That'll be super interesting for you because he was very pro-Western, um, and a lot of a lot of what happened over the time from Erdo, or from uh, Ataturk until today, the uh, the Russian, sorry, the Turkish military would consistently come in and usurp anybody that was being too crazy Islamic extremist nut jobs. Um, over well, time, and what we've seen, what we've seen since 2010, is the current Turkish uh, prime minister coming out and straight up arresting his uh, military attaches. Before they even have a chance to do what has historically been done in Turkey, 
it's all very concerning. Um, and the, the the international political dance, I I can totally see why it's difficult right now. Well, I mean, Ataturk was a Western-leaning ruler because who was helping him to establish the secular modern Turkish state that he wanted to see. But again, yeah, I agree. The Turkish military has always been the defender of the faith, shall we say. But that's no different than Egypt. Absolutely not in any any way. You've you've got a lot. There's there's a lot that's right there. Um, I would also highlight that the the Turks and the Russians have had bad blood for generations, going back to the... um, Crimean War. That was it. Crimean yep. War. Sorry, I had drew blank that for a second. Crimean War. Um, and if you, if any of your listeners actually care for the subject, yeah, absolutely check out the Crimean War and check out the rise of Ataturk and just the establishment of the democratic process in Turkey. And then also in more recent history, look at uh, what happened when Turkey tried to join NATO and the EU. And that'll give you a good baseline to try to speak intelligently about what's happening today. Well, yeah, I mean, good. this is. This is the issue with Turkey, though. I mean, NATO owns their ass. The base at Incirlik has been hosting the Royal Air Force and the U.S. Air Force for decades. I mean, the whole issue with the Cuban Missile Crisis, when Kennedy (laughs) withdrew those medium-range missiles in Turkey, guess where they were based out of, you know? I mean, this shit's been going on forever through the entire Cold War. But now... They're losing control of their dog, just like they did with Saddam, just like they did with Noriega. You know, it's it's the same old story. But we'll see what happens because things are a lot fucking warmer than. I don't know if losing control. I see, man, your just your wording is completely different the way I would do it. I. I don't, I don't see Turkey as a dog. I see Turkey as a very viable ally, one of the very few viable allies in that area. And I totally want them to be like a viable ally. If they're going to keep being cunts, I'm sorry, I can't keep being your ally. Right? Eventually, you have to cut a friend loose who continues to make bad decisions. But this is a friend that has Block 52 F-16s. This is a friend that has Patriot batteries. This is a friend that has... State-of-the-art weapon systems, all supplied by the master. So, I mean, you know, people are going to push it. I wish we could put uh, images. You could put images in the the chat. But, I mean, you look at Turkey, right? It is is, uh, on the Black Sea. It's got what I think, uh, I forget, 170 miles of coast on the Black Sea or, or maybe sure, that's on the Mediterranean and uh, a little less on the Mediterranean than it borders Syria, Iraq Iran, Armenia and Georgia um, to, right to its north is Ukraine uh, Moldova doesn't even count Romania, Bulgaria Okay, Putin, Moldova very much counts by the way yeah, I'm pretty much well, a Russian, I'm, it's a Russian proxy state. That's pretty important. Yeah, it's a training well, ground. Okay, well then I'm totally inaccurate because it, it, then it it plays even more into the point I'm about to make. Not, not so, exactly common knowledge. Um, <laughs> so I mean, uh, Russia already has Crimea. Um, 
they have this guy, and I know you know this soldier in uh, Chechnya who is fucking off the leash, um, crazy. Uh, Kamarov. Um, your video is, games aren't wrong. Chechens are a bitch. Yeah, Chechens <laughs> are a bitch, man. Chechens correctly. The Red Muslims, man. And I think that, and he is, he, you know, he's Putin's boy, dude. He's like Putin's protege. Um, and he is uh, just a, a straight thug. Um, he grew up in, in the horrible fucking um, Croatian-Bosnian conflict in the Balkan Wars. There's a lot of that out there, man. It's, uh, it's if, if you want to talk Eastern Europe. Just, just pick your version of mafia. Um, I wish it weren't so, but okay, no. okay. But I mean, well, how? I, I, let me just finish this point, or I'll forget. So I, so he, I think Putin will send Chechnya, uh, will send this guy from Chechnya, Chechnya. into Georgia this summer, um, and they'll finish doing what they they didn't finish doing in uh, 2012 or when whenever that was. Um, and uh, and that will and, and that will. I know exactly where that. I know exactly where that happened. Two, yeah, two thousand. Sorry, I have temp. I have temporal issues. And then and that will give them. You want to the, the, know why I know? You were probably there. Sorry, sorry finish your finish your point. I have a hilarious story about that. But that I think like Georgia, you know, being Putin controlled, and I didn't even know Moldova, and then the Crimea. Uh, that will that will give Turkey every excuse in the world. Um, or it'll provide enough enough tension and conflict in the NATO Turkey relationship um, to just split that. That's that's my speculation. Okay, so check this out. 2008, no shit. There I was. It actually wasn't me, but uh, I'll come into the story as a as a character here in a second. Um, so imagine you're a film student in college. And you've just been tasked to go to Iraq with a propaganda team, right? That's what they were doing. Uh, him and his three-man team, who was team leader, went out to the border of Iraq and Iran. It was an area that was relatively quiet and controlled by the Georgian military. Um, they go out, and their objective, because he was a fucking film student, uh, he went out and he actually like got funding from NATO and got an entire sorry, theater built in this like village center um, in Iraq. Super cool, right? Good on him. He got a theater built. They're going to like try to reestablish some arts out there. <clears throat> he, uh, he finishes what he's doing with the theater construction project and comes back to base, and the base is fucking abandoned. It's a ghost village. Like, there are tents still running. There are generators still going. But there's fucking nobody there. Hey, 267, I'm bringing you right on. Sorry. And this, uh, no problem. And this, uh, and this, these guys are like, holy shit, what the fuck? We're completely abandoned, lost in the middle of Iraq with no support. And so they decide they hook up an abandoned gas tank, like an abandoned gas trailer to their Humvee. And drive with that thing and refuel along the way. So I'm sitting at company, corp, uh, it was attachment headquarters, typing up my report for the day. And these dudes that I didn't expect to see for six months come in. 
and just like just like kick down the door and they're all sweaty and nasty and we're like bro what the fuck are you doing here you shouldn't be anywhere near me right now why aren't you out there with Iran and uh, they look at us and they go where the fuck are the Georgians they hadn't had any contact with anybody they didn't even have like they couldn't even get radio contact with the base because of cryptography things um, so wow. they just kicked down the door and they're like where the shit are the Georgians and we're like oh dude yeah, you don't have CNN out there. Yeah, Georgia got invaded by Russia. And that's that's how Holy that story happened. shit. Yeah, your your entire base just picked up and went home while you were fucking out building a building a fucking theater. All right, we have about an hour left. I got to throw a couple more logs on the fire. Um, I'm gonna put everybody on hold, play a, a tune, and when we come back. Um, Area code two six seven. You are on the air, um, and any one 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 who is on the phone still, uh, you're on the air as well. We'll. Li- I'm gonna go grab a couple beers um, and put a couple logs on the fire, and we'll be right back. Uh, what? we've got here is failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. So you can get what we had here last week, which is the way he wants. Well, he gets. I don't like it. I went numb when I learned to see So I 
What's so civil about war anyway? There. Well, welcome back, everybody. A little Civil War, a little Guns N' Roses. Hope you got your your beer refill on. And uh, um, so, speaking about, uh, um, so Nick, I'm going to have that Hulk Hogan song for you uh, uh, in about in a few minutes. I've got it on tap for you, brother. Uh, your your wish is my command, but. Um, so getting in from like kind of the what's going on in in Turkey, which obviously involves ISIS, um, a couple uh, operations in the um, anonymous community uh, that have have raised some people's eyebrows, um, including including my own, um, was first uh, op ISIS and uh, um, and just a my concern that um uh that if it was a legitimate operation that that maybe some people um with uh solid skills would get some people with some not so solid skills uh into trouble with some pretty serious people and then and then second that it was um you know some some sort of either uh government honeypot or even even an ISIS honeypot um but the people representing it just seemed odd um and and not 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 very anon like if that if that makes any sense um but uh soldier did you look in at, into op ISIS at all do you support it um yeah I did quite a bit I'm sorry I'm uh, actually trying to grab a growler to take back home with me from a place right oh, now Oh no worries man no worries any background that's what we're hearing um, Good man. So yeah, we looked into we looked into a couple of different things regarding op ISIS. Uh, well, the biggest concern for me was exactly that there was going to be somebody capable uh, that was doing really bad things that might get some kids in trouble. Um, that's that's sort of where I'll quietly step in right there, right? And what um, so with the it, we looked into a couple of different things. One, their targeting list was super curious to me. When you go through the, the pace spins or the ghost spins for the whole thing, the um thank you, ma'am. The uh just just uh, just peruse it with your eyes. You don't have to go in too far and you see that on the list of things to target ISIS include some Palestinian targets, some Hamas targets, some just generic Israel they're uh, just, just sorry, just generic Muslim targets. Things that so, so I'm you know I'm no friend of Hamas, but they they hate ISIS more than we do, and ISIS hates them more than we do. So the the idea that targeting ISIS, that a campaign of somebody who knows what's going on, would involve targeting Hamas as well as ISIS, was super fishy right on the front of it, right? So then right. after that, I spent quite a bit of time in the. Um, in the chat rooms for them, just you know, quietly in the background using whatever screen in. And as, as we saw them using that, uh, 
it was a Chrome extension they were using. And what happened is if you wanted to join the op ISIS campaign, you would download this Chrome extension. And this Chrome extension would ostensibly allow you to participate in the blocking of uh, and the, in taking down uh, ISIS Twitter accounts without – sorry, there's lots of distractions right now – without uh, <laughs> without really having to do anything else. So we cracked in that. We took took the took the whole thing apart, and it, it worked as advertised, and it wasn't doing anything to hurt any script kitties, so I didn't do anything about it. Um, what it did was it called back the anonhq.com, anonhq, I think it was .com servers, uh, where there would be just one screen name posted in, like, an empty text file somewhere. Uh, it was all in plain text. It wasn't hidden or anything. And then you'd grab the uh, – the, the extension would grab that. It would log you in as your Twitter user, and then it would block and mute said target. So – or block and uh, report said target. So ostensibly, say a thousand people download this thing, a thousand people just joined a uh, Twitter block botnet, which is very anonymous. So didn't say anything about it because it didn't seem bad to me. So I let that go. Um, the targeting's a little wonky. They, it's it just it looks like a lot of kids that don't know what they're doing. I don't see any direct evidence of malicious bullshit outside of some weird targeting options. If that makes sense. That's what I've got well, for you as the, far as that basis goes. The ghost, the ghost sec, like spokesperson. Did you ever get a hold of him? Him like uh, uh, in, in any of his interviews? Man, he was an odd duck, or he is an odd yeah, duck. he's weird. The um, the relationship between I forget which defense contractor was it, like the no name one out of San Francisco. Um, combined with that ghost sec group, right? Yeah, I yes. exactly how they all went down. Well, my my theory is he's the owner of that. Wrong. Like I see what trying was more defense contractor than anything. What the hell? Hello. Hey. Fuck. I don't. (laughs) Fucking. All right, there. I think I got it. Sorry about that. Got to monitor that. uh... Probably knickknack tone hacking. It definitely, it was definitely fucking Spike or Knickknack tone hacking. Knickknack, if you call in, we will we will talk about Hulk Hogan. In fact, I need to ask, how much fucking money did he win? We're not off of this yet, soldier, but how much money did he win? Who cares? Did, but 125 million bucks for having a penis the size of a soup. Thermos exposed. There's not not even any 115 million bucks. He doesn't even have anything to be. Ex- I mean, where are the damages? His prowess has has increased, if anything. In my all humble I know opinion. is I wish I could have 40 million in pain and suffering somewhere. Oh my god, dude! Pain and suffering for getting laid, and now becoming known as the man with the soup thermos penis and the pythons. So, I mean, come on. He's going to be able to make another movie off of this. That's absurd. All right. Um, but we will listen to the Hulk Hogan theme song. I give Nick Knack my word on that. Um, and then, so, yeah, that's so that's a little fishy and control. I mean, there, and there's two different, uh, like, what's going on right now um, with the Trump thing. There's, like, there's like two different competing um, anonymous factions, like, 
that are using different techniques um, to take to you know basically get uh, accounts blocked, or is it deeper than that? So this one oh, so- extremely concerns me. Right, um, I spend I spend a lot of time thinking about foreign enemies infiltrating our hacktivist movements. Because um, the, the quickest thing we can do to discredit our community is allow a whole bunch of Russians or Iranians in here to do some bullshit, right? Wow, by the way, uh, <laughs> across the court shot just let Northern Iowa win the tournament. For the win. Win their, win their game. For the win, it was like it's unbelievable. You guys got to check that out. Uh, Jesus, I'm surprised. I'm just, I was lucky to catch it. That's fucking insane. Uh, so see that because that's a major upset, and that was amazing. It was, it was like from the top of the opposite key across the court at the buzzer, and it just went in. So wow, it's, wow. Um, but anyway, uh, so the Trump stuff, I'm super concerned because I don't, I don't want to see foreign elements infiltrating our activist movements and discrediting otherwise Fuck. good people before they have half a chance to become anything in this community, right? Um, when we grew up, we didn't have as many infiltrants, both for the feds or for foreign governments. And now they're all over the damn place. Um, well, so we it's, t- hard. It's, it's hard to play this game. Go ahead. We, we, did, we didn't have the, the connectivity of the Internet. Glenn, you sound like you took a hit on the, on the old, uh, on the old uh, brackets. Fucking Texas lost. I, I, right. I could tell, brother. See that shot. And it's amazing, Cincinnati, dude. Cincinnati is losing by one with 24 seconds to go. Oh, now they're up by one with 18 seconds to go. Dude, and everybody everybody in the world will be happy if they break 100 in point score this year. That's insane. Well, last night I went 12 for 16. That's certainly not the case tonight. That's for sure. This oh, has man. to be the it, most upsets. I'd, I'd be willing to bet this statistics will bear out that this is the most upsets in NCAA history. Yeah, it's not looking good. This is going to fuck a lot of people over, but, you know, oh, it, well. It, yeah, it was crazy. Well, I think it was like uh, three quarters through uh, the second the second round or, or less. Is the second round even over? Hasn't um, even started. No, we haven't started yeah, yet. Yeah, it hasn't even started. So already uh, there's not one perfect bracket. Well, I not can believe that. I can believe that. There I was mean, one right before my Mountaineers just shipped the bed. Don't uh, even know. Oh, what the fuck happened there, man? Uh, don't, dude, I think we just outplayed. Like that was, they played great, and for whatever the fuck reason, we were rebounding good, but we just couldn't shoot. Like I don't, nothing fell for us. So Michigan, now, Michigan State lost, Purdue lost. I mean, West Virginia lost. This is just a bullshit day. I mean, Cal. Well, Cal has got other problems. If you would have done some research, you could probably figure out that Cal was going to lose. I mean, fire an assistant coach four days before the tournament and two starters injured and another one sick. And, you know, that's, that's just something I didn't catch, but I mean, this other shit tonight with Texas shit in the bed and, you know, even Gonzaga beating Seton hall, that really, it's not a surprise, but it wasn't supposed to happen. 
Yeah, so I spoke to somebody about what the shit is going on in NCAA. And the word is, this is what I'm being told by people who follow this shit better than I do. The word is that uh, the the um, and the and the NBA is no longer allowed to draft out of high school. So when that rule came into effect, a lot of the talent, the, like the LeBron Jameses of tomorrow, that would have gone straight into the NBA out of high school, now have to do at least a year of college, and that yep. has caused recruiting to reshuffle which has caused the major upsets that we're looking at. That's the theory, anyway. I don't that makes I can't sense. verify that with anything. That's that's just what people that are smarter than I am are telling me. Um, and and then, Glenn, about the uh, op-trump thing, then I, then I wanted to ask you your opinion. Um, you know, while I'll let you know my opinion, um, is I, I, I see some hypocrisy in... Uh, an operation like this. And I think that's like some of the concern uh, about the people who've uh, spoke up against this concern, because you can't be selective about free speech, right? If, uh, if one of the pillars you stand on is freedom of speech and, and freedom of the press, then you can't, you can't choose um, uh, individuals to, to uh, single out and, and censure simply because um, you have the ability to do it. Does that ring true with you at all? Whose definition of free speech? This is the issue. What? This has been something that the right wing has been using for 30 years. It started in Israel, and this is an old fascist tactic. We're going to use hate speech, but if you want to limit us, you're limiting our First Amendment rights. This is a big fucking puddle of mud that they've been stirring up for a long, long time. Now, the issue is, if you want to have certain types of speech at a rally or something like that, if people want to come in and raise shit about what you're saying, it's fair play both ways. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, Trump is nothing but Mussolini politics. That's all it is. We've seen this fucking story I agree before. With you. I agree with you on 90% of that, but I would probably go toe-to-toe with you on that, um, that I think unfair caricature of the way the right wing uses the First Amendment. I don't, I don't think that was right, but the rest of it, I think that would be great. Why? I mean, well, I, I think that's just a human tactic, um, no, you know, Limbaugh. to use, to, look to leverage look any... O, look at O'Reilly. This is how they well, get away with what they say. Sure, but I think I think quote unquote liberals do it too. Um, you know, right. especially so, yeah, it's counter narrative, particularly. And I'm pretty sure you guys know me well enough to know that a couple people recently have been calling me a racist, which is silly, but whatever. Um, the Fuck. the people that people on the opposite side of I'm not right wing by any means. Um, I'm a Democrat from West Virginia. Always have been. Uh, but the uh, <clears throat> but the the left does definitely overuse the um, the use of terms like racist uh, just as a it's almost casual in a way that I think cheapens the word racist. Like there's there is a racist thing. So don't don't use the word when you don't actually mean the word. Would be what I would say to liberals and to conservatives. Yeah, don't don't 
don't become bigots when they don't give the liberals the fucking ammo. Um, it goes both ways, that one. I don't think it's fair to characterize one party or the other. That's been a divide that has been divisive for the uh, political establishment for a long time. I don't think either side is helping by fanning the flames. No, and and both sides are are guilty of fanning the flames. But you know what? I mean, like when when uh, television networks are 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 hustling so or not hustling. That's the wrong word. Fucking, um, what is the right word? Uh, sensation out and sensationalizing one another. Um, you know, because of the dwindling uh, market share, fucking, uh, it has become this. This whole thing is really quite embarrassing. And I mean, my opinion on on Trump, um, uh, it's uh, you know, I don't, I, I really don't have any any problem with anything he says. He is what he is. He fucking, um, he he's a he's a self promoter. You know, that's the only thing he's ever been. He's not an authentic person. He's a fraud. His business acumen uh, is, um, it's really quite poor, to be honest. Um, um, He's disingenuous. He misrepresents himself as somebody who worked his way to the top from nothing. He is a product of nepotism. Um, He has... uh, almost his three times almost lost um, the silver spoon that he was born with in his mouth. Um, You know, but, but um, you cannot blame him for the utter stupidity and ignorance of the human populace. Um, I, I understand. I I understand that. Yeah. I understand people are angry. I understand people are upset. It, right, right. I, I, I could. I mean, Trump isn't even like the issue. The issue is like, can you be, you know, regardless of what we each, each individually think anonymous is, uh, um, the way it is today, can you be an organization that stands for freedom of speech that that literally, um, um, you know, uh, has done a lot of really solid work and and. Uh, trying to keep free press alive, trying to keep people aware of where free press is being squashed, where freedom of speech is being squashed, and then single out uh, Donald Trump. It's not his fault that people are actually um, uh, relating to his to his rhetoric, right? Like our IQs are, are, are so low that somebody can get up on a stage, look as fucking ridiculous as he does have a piss poor record not only in business but also he's corrupt you know he everything that he says he stands for now he has practiced within the last 20 years not like once or twice like hiring a fucking spanish mexican maid like I'm talking about employing hundreds of thousands of people he never paid because they were fucking illegals and he knew it and he knew he didn't have to pay them, right? But that's not the point. The point is it's not his fault that our populace is so out of touch with reality that that the solution to the problem is somebody who helped establish the problem. Right. Um, let's get into so, the tactics of the situation, I think. Boom. So let's, let's take it from pie in the sky and down to the actual tactics of Trump. 
um, like what they did blow by blow and it, which which ones are the red flags and which ones aren't, right? Just the initial calling of Op Trump. I think we're all, everybody here is dubious about just the idea of having a, a, an organization which is ostensibly for freedom of speech calling for silencing someone's political speech, regardless of how much we disagree with the dude. Um, after that, what we saw was the phone hack against the voicemails, right? And at first, it it looked like it was some sort of like some senior operative, some guy who's been around a long time, who got these kids riled up in a culprit. And that was my first thinking of it was you are going to get these kids arrested because every indicator that I've seen shows no suggestion that these guys have any knowledge about how to conduct this hack in a way that they wouldn't get caught. So the all the evidence I saw suggests that these were kids that knew a little bit about media, that paid attention to media reports, didn't know anything about, say, like 2,600. You don't see any of them following 2,600 people. That's concerning. They don't know how to do this kind of hack and get away with it. If you just spoof a uh, – just spoof a – what am I thinking? Phone number, or if you socially engineer the um, the pin out of the uh, out of the out of the customer service rep, when you make that call, if you don't do it using very specific prescribed techniques, you're going to get caught almost certainly. And I see no evidence that the people that did this knew how to get away with it. So my first thought was that it was it was somebody like a Commander X type that was just going to get these fucking kids arrested again. And I was pretty upset about that. The next indicator came when I got a phone call from somebody both within our community and with a little bit of government access who called and said, hey, hold on, you're reading this wrong. This looks like a fucking psyop. And their evidence was that the initial indicators, uh, the initial reports were saying that all the voicemails that leaked were from 2012. And that's a big fucking red flag. Nobody, I don't care if you're Trump or anybody, nobody has voicemail messages going back to 2012 still sitting in their voicemail right now. Yeah, no fucking so way. Anybody who would have had anybody who would have had access to Donald Trump's voicemails in 2012 would have had would have been a political insider. So yes. I completely backed off trying to beat up Op Trump to figure out who which one of us, frankly, which one of our people fucking did that. Um, I completely backed off because this looked like it was a political op, like somebody was using anonymous to to dump political stuff, and it wasn't a straight up voicemail hack the way that I initially thought it was. Then about it's like an old file they pulled from somewhere. The the op Trump people came out and published recent voicemails. And that was it. So that one throws me for a little bit of a loop. I can't really quite tell what's going on. The 2012 voicemail is still still are true. That's still a true fact. The the thing looks like who would have access to both his recent voicemails and his 2012 voicemails? That is an inside job, or it's a there's no and, way. And he's a skitties. And he's a shrewd and motherfucker, frankly, no dude. Way, Give me and give me one more. There's no, there's also no way that that's 2600 or any of the fucking phone freakers out there. No, none no of the way. freakers would have been paying attention. None of the freakers would have been paying attention to Trump's voicemail from 2012 to today. None of them. Dude, none they're making they're making fucking epic prank calls. Still. I mean, 
I don't want to go into what what the great freakers out there are doing today because I love them. Um, <laughs> I'm being facetious, I, and I fucking try to learn from them every chance I can. They're great at what they do. Um, those guys have a better understanding of of some just of telephoning shit, man. That is not a protocol that most people. A quick a lot a, another quick on. tangent. So Captain Crunch, like the story is literally true, right? Like he learned he 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 learned how to tone yeah. phone. With a, a whistle out of a Captain Crunch box. Yeah, the twenty. So just real quick, the uh, yeah. the twenty six hundred. That is a that is a sound that is a sound frequency. Twenty six hundred megahertz is this is where the whole thing got its name. Um, that was the tone that you played into a speaker back when everything was analog. You play it into the uh, like a payphone. And it would put the phone into like a manager mode or a like a debug mode, um, and you would be able to call anywhere you wanted on the planet because you were in debug mode. What happened was that there was a whistle in Captain Crunch toys that made the, in Captain Crunch cereal boxes that made exactly that sound. So some pitch perfect freaking hacker, and I use freaking as ph there. Uh, I don't know, had their kid's cereal or had his own cereal, I forget how the story goes, and recognized the tone and played it into the phone and it fucking worked. And now having a Captain Crush whistle on your keychain is a uh, is an indicator that you're a part of that fucking community. That's how they, oh, that's that's how cool. they can identify each other in public. Yeah, it's super cool. How much does a Captain Crunch whistle go for on eBay? Uh, you, you know I looked at some point. It's not, it's not too much. You can still get it. That's a that's a great story, and then I, I love the story about Mitnick ride, riding around in the truck. <laughs> I don't know exactly. Uh, Kevin Mitnick riding around like San Francisco, uh, war driving a bunch of shit, and then broadcasting it. Right. Good times. Yeah. All right, we 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 have. Let's see how much time we have in the rate in the show. We have twenty three minutes and fifteen seconds. I fucking slam that beer. I'm gonna get this tune in for Nick Knack. Because I'm a man of my word, a little Hulk Hogan music, and stick around. Um, and uh, I do. I want. I want to get a little more into, um, um, like the the whole kind of the moral fag thing about um, the freedom of speech thing with this op Trump thing, um, and uh, the whole kind of like personal army side of it. If anybody uh, thinks of anything of that, while we listen to. Uh, the Hulkster's introduction song. And this goes out also uh, not just to Nick Knack, to, but also to uh, Big Derek Thompson and uh, also to uh, Rebel uh, Wrestling Aficionados, if you will.
All right. Welcome back. So that is Hulkamania, baby. $115 million for a thermos-sized penis. Hey, it's an intro song, man. That was that was money. His be- his best role ever was in Rocky uh, Two, yeah, Rocky Two, uh, when he uh, when he fought um, uh, Rocky Balboa. Uh, he fought, he was fucking scary. That was like that's when he got big. Um, he threw him out of the ring, bro. And then Rocky got in there, back in there with the took his gloves off and fucked him up, bro. That was a beast. Um, all right, back to back to business here. Um, but um, just closing up this this uh, the the op Trump thing. I think that that you know um, that that's kind of what what uh, has a lot of people in conflict. And um, the anonymous versus anonymous thing has been around since I've known about anonymous. Um, it's always ongoing, so that's not a new thing, as we all know. But um, I think what has people uh, divided on it is that it does seem that, um, you know, that you need to, you know, if you, if you believe in free speech, it's got to work all ways. Um, it's got to work both ways. And, um, just because somebody is such a despicable human being and, uh, runs for public office and the, and the, the plebes don't fucking have the, uh, uh, you know, the intelligence to see through his, uh, you know, through his uh, shtick, through his fucking grift, um, then that's on us, not on him. You know, um, but he's a he's a douchebag. He's a he's he's fraudulent. He's not who he claims to be. in, in as far as uh, um, his business acumen or um, his moral standing, but he's all just all you know become a Christian. He's just become a fucking Republican all in the last year and a half. You know, um, he, I mean, he, he's 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 not a good man. He it would be embarrassing for him to be president. That's my personal stand. But uh, um, I don't think taking away, uh, you know, trying to trying to attack him a would 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 do much. B it'll get you in trouble. And and C it's sort of and you know uh, the the. Uh, in, the antithesis of, of really what anonymous stands for used to stand for. Um, so that's my two cents on it. If I yeah, can use that a pivot point onto the next point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, rocket into this next point. Cause this is fascinating. So here's, so here's the problem, right? Okay. Let's say let's, I, I don't have direct evidence of it yet, brother. If it's there, I'll find it. Um, let's say that the people that are that are getting the anonymous plebes riled up into this thing happen to be foreign intelligence agents, straight up foreign propagandists. And I think you guys, you guys know me well enough to know I've been yelling about them inside the anonymous ranks for years, uh, particularly the Iranians, the Saudis, some, uh, some Hamas elements of the Russians have absolutely been playing anonymous like a fiddle for quite a while. Um, and when it happens, I try to do what I can to let everybody know uh, to varying degrees of success. Uh, but let's say, let's say I don't know for sure that that's the case now, but in the hypothetical that it is, let's say that this is being run by, say, Russian or some, some counter-Trump movement or maybe just even some counter-U.S. movement that wants to see the U.S. divided, propagandists from a foreign state. 
some bona fide, straight up professionals who are who are trained in their version of DOD and propaganda, right? Um, let's say that that's true. We don't know that it's true yet, but let's say that it is. Would you guys, would the U.S. population, would Western populations writ large be comfortable with equally capable counter-propaganda operations being run against them? And we'll start there. I think, I think that introduces the point well. What do you think? Hold on. Repeat the question. <clears throat> would Sorry. we be comfortable? Say that Op Trump was being run by foreign propagandists. Yes. Would we be comfortable with professional Western propagandists going in there to run counter-propaganda operations? You mean like Operation Mockingbird? Ooh. I am, I'm not going to speak to things in the past. I'm talking about current U.S. law and current U.S. propagandists. And who, who are you at? Are we? And who, who is who? Like Everybody. I think I think if you asked so like uh, people at a Trump rally that they would be all for it. I think that that if you ask people at a Bernie Sanders rally for it, they would think it would be unethical. Um, that's I, that's what I think. Yeah, so I split both ways on this one. As I'm pretty sure my allegiances are pretty well known. Um, so I definitely I know for a fact that there are foreign intelligence agents working within Anonymous to get them to do really dumb shit for the U.S. population. I've seen it. I have direct evidence of it. Um, Now, if we put together a concerted campaign to counter enemy propaganda narratives against the United States, this is a very, very, very fucking slippery slope to... To, to thought manipulation type shit, right? I'm not trying to be a par- I'm the last thing from a paranoid person. This is what I do for a living. Um, I I want to be able to counter when I have when I have Iranians that are straight up leading kids to to their own prison sentences. I I, I, I strangle myself in frustration. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do about that? Outside of outside of yell as much as I do. If I'm able to go in there and conduct a concerted counter-propaganda campaign, I might be able to help those kids out. However, I would also be silencing, as a matter of U.S. policy, I would be silencing the, uh, the Iranian propagandists. That quickly leads to, say, silencing communist ideology. It quickly leads to silencing other things. And this isn't a pie in the sky. This isn't a hypothetical. A bill was just introduced to Congress. On Wednesday, I put the link in the uh, I put the link in the in the section uh, in the chat room. There is a bill that was introduced to generate a body that does just such this thing. Um, and you better believe if it passes, I'm going to do everything I can to get on that fucking thing. Um, that's explain that's explain what it is a little bit, if you can summarize it a little bit, because when you first said it to me, I thought it I I at fir- I first thought it was you know another attack again. Well, well, okay. Yeah, well, so let's talk about so there's a, it. Yeah. Go ahead. There's a bill. No, you go Congress ahead. That was introduced on Wednesday. Okay. There was a bill. Is a bill in, in the Senate that was introduced on Wednesday. This bill establishes. I forget the exact wording, but it's something like a uh, counter propaganda office, and that office will be tasked with identifying uh, 
malicious propaganda being disseminated to U.S. and friendly audiences and countering those narrative with quote-unquote fact-based whatever. Um, it says fact-based several times in the bill, just to, I think just to hit home that we aren't going to just say anything. Um, but you know how these you know how these things work, and you know how Mission Creep works. So I'm sort of torn on this one. Um, and on the one hand, I absolutely want to see some sort of effective counter-propaganda being done. On the other hand, I really don't want politicians who have a propaganda lever on Western audiences. The fact that our hands are tied, the, sorry, the fact that propaganda's hands are tied are good, is good, I think, for the democratic system and for freedom of speech. The, um, so it becomes a really quick, slippery slope, and we need to think about this really carefully before we do it. Well, I mean, as Glenn said, it's already going on. Is it? I mean, is that what you – well, you can't say that. Do you know people who do that? To swim do that? Remember that expression? Let me, let, me, let, me put it in no, let me put it in no uncertain terms. Every time the subject ever gets brought up in some of the spookier circles that I sometimes swim in, um, it is almost immediately shot down. There is, there is terrifying paranoia. Within the community, again, ever doing any sort of thing that might remotely get in front of the American population. It's actually one of the reasons why you don't see a concerted effort by the U.S. government targeting ISIS online. Because if I start stepping on those on those instances of speech, even though they're not American, by stepping on those instances of speech. I am also, by definition, limiting the American population's ability to access that speech. So it becomes a First Amendment issue. Even though the speech is abhorrent, once, once you start authorizing Big Daddy to come in and step on anyone's speech, you start stepping in some very, very gray areas, and it becomes a big problem. What, 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 which slope is slippery, more slippery? Um... Alexis Texas uh, – sorry, um, um, the private Alexis sector Texas? or the public? Yeah. <laughs> um, the private or the public? I mean, could you do this privately? What if oh, it was geez. a nonprofit? Um, what if it was a nonprofit so that gave all way. the money to EFF? So, so that's the way it's sort of been going, right? Um, I actually, so let's go with, I think it was, it was late 2013, early 2014. The Counter Extremism Project (CEP) put out a um, put out a list of jihadist websites and had all of their members block, all of their supporters block and mute them. The Counter Extremism Project is a very large think tank out of New York. Their offices are in uh, Freedom Tower. These guys are funded by Joe Lieberman and some of his cohorts, uh, and their their objective is ostensibly good, right? They want to stop. ISIS online, and they were sick of seeing the government not do anything, so they uh, so they funded it. What happened? And I, let me tell you, the Jester crew got a little bit involved in this one. Uh, what happened was they put out a list of ISIS people um, to have everybody block and mute, and so a whole bunch of people that don't know anything about fucking hacking, regular civilians, just went out there and were like, "Hey, block these accounts." 
And as they did that, they got themselves put on a list that ISIS was generating at the time. That ISIS list had people that you would sort of expect to have on it, like me and all my Twitter people that do that shit, had all of our names on it. And we don't really care. We're relatively used to it. Um, but it also, as we scrolled down the list, we saw, like, the at Brian.Smith. And you're like, whoa, wait a second. That dude is not one of us. He's just a regular person. Um, and so it was, it was a legitimate ISIS kill list that was put out. And it had all of the regular peoples on it, and I was on it. Um, but it also had these civilians on it. And so there was a huge scramble within the – well before Op ISIS was ever a thing. There was a huge scramble within the community at that time to get a hold of the counter-extremism project and say, what the fuck, guys? Like, you're going to get these people killed. These people are yeah. not equipped for this, for this fight. Um, so do I want – so, so this, is, this is what happened. Um, so do I want – your average everyday kid getting involved, I think Op ISIS and their poor targeting choice and that counterviolent extremism project, which comes from good money, it comes from Joe Lieberman money, um, their efforts to do it have largely damaged the fight. Um, and I'm not – and there's, there's some good things to be said about some of them. Some Op ISIS things have been all right. Um, but there's a lot of bad to be said about it too. So I'm not sure if I want it done wholly as a private sector thing. Again, like I bounce both sides of this, letting the U.S. government do it. If we're gonna do it, we need to make sure it's fucking constrained. You do, do you watch psyopers uh, running around watch, and pro, doing propaganda operations for, say, President Trump, with the target audience being the American population? You don't want that world. That's a horrible world to live in, and I don't, and I frankly don't want to be a propagandist in that world. No, Go and, ahead. sorry. That's it. No, no, no. I was Glenn's giving me the double finger emoticon, the uh, double finger emoticon. Um, wait, that should be able to uh, to text into that. But I, I was just wondering why why he's upset. He said that we were having a hypothetical hypothetical. Oh, a hypocritical. I, I don't even know what hypocritical that means. or hypercritical. Hyper, it's either hypercritical or hyper or hypo, uh, hypocrisy. Jesus. Yes, hypocritical. But how is it, How is it hypocritical? I'd like to be well, made aware when I'm being hypocritical. First of all, let's just back up a little bit. When Anonymous was doing all the things they were doing in optionology, I don't remember anybody crying about free speech for the Scientologists. But now, because it's Trump, it's a big deal. If you want free uh, speech, you must allow vehement opposition to any speech as well. I think I, the Opscientology. The Opscientology, the, the, the Chanology shit was combating the Church of Scientology because they were limiting free speech. When they, I mean, it was a, it was a sort of a Streisand effect meets in real life, right? When they attempted to squash all of the videos of uh, what's his name, Tom Cruise, on Oprah jumping on the couch, that's what spawned the thing. 
um, it was it was their expression of free speech that spawned anonymous action. That that's wholly different. Than, I don't see I, it. I, as I don't different. think they equate. I don't see it as different because I already uh, mentioned uh, I already uh, mentioned that I see hate speech being used as quite allowable as free speech. So I don't see it as very different. Okay, well, I mean, here's my I mean, my this is just my personal stance, but if somebody shot him, you know, in an hour and he died, I I wouldn't give a fuck. You know, I would literally not miss a beat, right? But again, beca- because like it because the response to his buffoonery is that he's leading the election for the United States of America. Like, um, you know, and I mean, we don't have much time left, but we'll also get into why he won't win in two seconds. Um, It has nothing to do with anonymous. Um, You know, um, there's an, there, I mean, there has been so much money mobilized against him um, in the last couple of weeks. I mean, when you have the Koch brothers, the Rothschilds and George Soros, all not wanting you to be president. I'll tell you what, if you he does, Trump. Be, well, yeah, you, I mean, but you know what he, he, but he, but his, but his bravado is all it's facade. It's not legitimate, you know, like sure. he so, is, so we all agree he, he's a blowhard. So I have a curious question. Canadian uh, Glenn, do you do you support Op Trump? I don't give a fuck about Op Trump. One way or the other. Okay. Um, now the big picture I see is just like in the last election, Mitt Romney was nominated, and that defaulted the election to Obama. America will not elect. A Latter-day Saint, and I see Trump being on the Republican <laughs> I ticket. Right. I see Trump on the Rub- Republican ticket as another default to the Democrats, and the powers that be get what they want. It's I a game. I disagree with that. And we have, 90, when we have ninety. We have ninety. Literally the opposite way. We're, we're, we have ninety seconds. I'm going around to everybody, including people in the in the. Uh, we have one minute in the chat room. Um, uh, Glenn, if you lived in the United States of America, would you vote and who would you vote for if you did? First of all, you have to wait and see who wins the nominations. Well, okay, but just, just throw, throw it out there. You're so pragmatic. Just throw it out there. Just roll the dice. Who would you vote for? Out of the contenders? I don't care if you say Ronald McDonald. And that's your minute. But yes, the contenders. Let's say the top four. Like, okay, uh, Cruz, Trump, Hillary, Bernie. Who would you vote for? Those four. Sanders. Basic counts, too. Right on. Soldier, quick. I would go Kasich first. I don't think he'll win. After that, I think it would be Clinton. Then Sanders, Trump, Cruz. All right, we are in. We're in overtime. Interesting. If if you're willing to stick around, 
I'd love to hear more about that. Nick Nash, if you lived in the United States, <laughs> type in who you would vote for. Hulk Ronald Hogan Reagan. is is an acceptable answer. Is. And Caesar, who would you vote for? Type it in to the thing. To the what do they call that there? The chat room. All right, we are in we are in overtime. Um and uh I mean I could talk forever, so if you guys get tired, just hang up. Um well, but I say mean, goodbye first. There's a premise here that there's an actual competition in the United States between the two mainstream parties for who's in the White House. And I think they're just two different players on the same team. I don't disagree with you. Um, oh, I'm yeah. I'll go into that in it's, detail when we get there. Yeah, but it's I mean, a shit show. Well, that's an, that's another <laughs> argument that, that makes sense to me about this op Trump thing. And, um, um, again, sort of like uh, it, it seems to be coming from, from – sort of cats have been around for a while, um, you know, is that it's the system. It's not an individual candidate. It's like, uh, you know, it's kind of goes along the same, same lines as, you know, don't let, let's not try to make the fucking the plantation uh, uh, better. Let's burn it down. Um, the, the reason, the reason that the money and the power doesn't want Trump in the white house is because they can't trust him. Well, they no, I mean, they can't, they can't they depend can't trust on him, him to play the game. That's the only reason. I think he they're can't worried that they'll spend all their money. No, he's just not going to do what he's told, like the rest of them will, or the rest of them will be forced to. You think the Congress gets fuck all done now? Put Trump in the White House. See how much gets done. Uh, I can, I can, by the way, I just spent the last like week in D.C. talking with policy wonks, and almost every single time the discussion came up about about like future operations and how how policy was going to look in the next five years, it was always we're doing this for the we're doing this for the current administration, and we'll when we expect to pivot this way for the next administration, caveated with within reason, of course. Everybody within DC is preparing to boycott Trump, President Trump. I'm not even joking. That's that's the intuition I'm getting, having just spent quite a bit of time around policy nerds. Like it's, well, it's and- common, dude. And and Glenn, don't get me don't get me wrong. Like I I mean, believe me. Like I I completely understand sort of the knee jerk reaction, uh, and uh, uh, incentive and like motivation to fucking fuck Trump. You know, he's a joke and he's an embarrassment. He's an embarrassment to the. You know, if the the if the you know, the office of, of the United States presidency had a shred of fucking legitimacy left in it. I mean, Trump is completely, uh, done away with that. And, um, you know, we're really made, really made it a fucking, a a reality television show. Blow is is also great. Absolutely. We are sponsored by Peruvian cocaine. Owsley LSD and Mexican epidrine. That's a. This so is. I want to. Res- 
This is oh, resembling. Hold on, Glenn, if I may, Glenn, I want to actually target you for a second. Uh, Glenn, I want to target you for a second. When you, you and I apparently uh, very much disagree. I think. So here's here's the way I've been wargaming it out. The way I see this election going. Either if Trump gets elected, then all Trump supporters will come out and vote for him, and a lot of Sanders votes will swing over to Trump because of the anti-establishment mood in the party. So if it's Trump versus Clinton, I think Trump wins pretty handedly. If it's if it's Sanders versus Cruz uh, or Kasich, then I think Sanders wins pretty handedly because a lot of the Trump voters will swing over to the other anti-establishment candidate. I think both parties are seeing attacks from their anti-establishment wings, and that's why a lot of people I've spoken to, just of the regular population, uh, appear to be either Trump or Sanders supporters. Um, and those are the people who either swing to the other person, completely opposite party, or they'll just not they'll just stay home and not vote for their candidate. So if either party elects one of the hyperbolic candidates, whether it's Sanders or Trump, that's the person we're getting. We're getting Sanders or Trump. It's not my. It's not the, what I would vote for, but I think that's what's happening. That's the way I see it. I just see and that was in opposition to your initial point, uh, Glenn. So tackle me. I just see this election cycle looking like Italy in the early 30s. That's all it is. And Trump is Mussolini. He is using all the same catchphrases. Even his mannerisms are similar. He has studied Mussolini and he is using the same tactics because the built-up mood of the population is the same. Okay, so what should we do about it? Well, it's pretty hard to do anything about it because the American public didn't get to this mindset overnight. I mean, this is a monster that has been created. It's going to be very hard to stop it. The best thing, I mean, it's very anti-democratic, but the best thing that might happen is a lot of people fucking stay home. Because if they're going to vote that stupid, we don't need their votes. I mean, the entire world is against Trump becoming president. There is no foreign country that is looking forward to that because they're on the I think, inside. I think that, that hyperbolic, I think that, hyperbo- that hyperbole right there, that is a response, I think is, is what is more dangerous than anything else. The response of we should abandon the democratic process because, because what is happening is so dangerous. My take is somewhat different. I don't if, – if there is, God forbid, a President Trump, not a situation I'm looking forward to, but if it does come to pass, that's what the American electorate votes for. The system is robust enough. There's enough checks and balances in there that we'll survive four years of this douchebag. We'll be all right. And I think the democratic process will learn from it and big picture – both parties will be a lot stronger eight years from now because of the current of people going on. I'm not saying fuck the system, and I am sure shit not saying do not go out and do and participate in the democratic process because I'm not a totalitarian. I I completely reject 
what you're presenting because I think that's dictatorial and fucking wrong. Um, that go ahead, <laughs> counterpoint me again. Well, I think it's just too fucking late anyway. When you get somebody of this mindset and of this tactic who is this close to the big chair, it's already fucked. Okay. Yeah. I think that's the point. Like, I mean, honestly, like, are you, are, like, are you serious that it's gotten to the point where we are going to get to choose between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton? Like, we're at rock bottom, kiddos. Like, well, as far as I'm concerned, Clinton should not even be on the street. Clinton should be in a fucking federal prison. Or in an an asylum. Because let's, you know, I mean, the way this corporate media is being so selective on what they say and what they don't say, because they have a population in the hundreds of millions that is too fucking stupid to find anything out for themselves. I mean, Hillary Clinton was fired from the Watergate investigation for <laughs> lying. Dude, for lying. She, she, she is literally... Dis, she was called just a disgrace. Waiting, just wait. Just wait until she's in charge. Her or Trump are in charge of an entire wing of the U.S. government that is authorized to conduct propaganda operations against y'all. It'll be Mubarak is what it'll be. You guys have no idea the gloves that can the gloves that come off when that shit starts happening. I don't want to she Did she, I mean she is you know when you have the moral um uh, like baseline as a woman who won't will, will doesn't only forgive um, her husband for uh, being a serial uh, philanderer, um, but she also uh, literally goes after uh, and prosecutes, persecutes um, the women instead of her husband. Um, like there's something, there's something really fucked up. Um, you know, that goes along with that. And then you take just her financial sort of criminal record. I mean, she has the most red mark uh, FCC trades um, of any politician um, in government right now. Um, But her, you know, she, I mean, she made so much money on trading fucking cattle. Uh, She she is, she is Amelda Marcos with the keys is what she is. Yeah, she's a Melda Marcos with the keys. Uh, but I so think she's also that Trump versus. So, sorry, my thoughts are that Trump versus Clinton. Uh, Trump wins that fight, I think, in the general. Um, and and Glenn, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you you think the opposite, right? No, that's what polling shows. And I mean, is that far... polling shows it? God, wait, what? That's what what does polling show? Polling shows Trump beating Hillary. Yeah, well, at that point, I I really, at that point, I'm going to start burning stuff. Well, I mean, it might happen. It looks like it might. As much as I find Trump disgusting and unqualified and ridiculous, 
I still find Hillary below him. Yes, so wow. do I. Which I mean, which is crazy. I mean, I mean, so do I. And like, my parents were huge. Uh, uh, I, they, I mean, they're like huge Clintonites. Like, it's embarrassing. I don't get it. I mean, I really don't. That's just cognitive dissonance. You just <clears> refuse <throat> to see the facts. This woman has been crooked since the day she entered any form of a public paycheck. That is beyond a doubt. You go from... I mean, when, when the prosecutor at the Watergate investigation says, this woman is a disgrace to this government and the profession of law. And she was, what, 20 fucking three years old? And now she thinks she's going to be president. Okay, convince me. So I'm not convinced yet. And I am, I, my focus, I'm socially liberal. I think everybody figure that out. And I'm a relatively, relatively hawkish, more hawkish than, say, our average French friends are. Um, I found Hillary, I found the Clinton administration to conduct war operations as I'd like them. I appreciate the balance, the, the budget was balanced under the Clinton administration. And in general, I, I, I give them a nod on the positive, the Clinton administration when Bill was in charge. Um, and as Hillary Clinton, so that's just my childhood, right? I'm only 30 years old. So that's my childhood. <laughs> and a, uh, as an adult, I've been deeply engaged in foreign affairs and foreign relations. And I found Clinton did a pretty admirable job as Secretary, as Secretary of State. Um, there are some questions about the email stuff, but even on the Benghazi stuff, the things that I have intimate access to, I excuse her for them. The things that I personally can speak to, I don't think she did wrong. So, well, and I've and on a, the email a, thing, I've 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 heard that the when that becomes an issue um, in the election, um, that uh, the DNC and her party. Um, they have proof that like almost like the last three secretary of states before her did the same thing. Following so orders is not did. an excuse. You Nuremberg was, trials prove that you can't say everybody else did it. That's fucking bullshit. Right, right, right. So let's 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 take this out of the realm of hyperbole into the realm of I don't know humanity. Um, what what I understand. I was, I was, you know, I, I was in the DOD during that time. Um, there were, which, as the email systems were getting built, sure, the people that like there, there wasn't a dedicated way to do it. The law I think came in, the law that forced these people to uh, to use to use to segregate their emails, uh, came into place a little bit later on. And the, frankly, the um, the way that classification worked in the 90s and early 2000s, it was a little bit more loosey-goosey than it is today. And so there is a little bit of applying today's standard to yesterday's people that I don't think is necessarily a good way to go about it. That said, that said, I looked through the Clinton emails myself. Um, mostly out of self-interest because I was curious if 
anything I'd ever written had actually gotten into her emails back when I was in Afghanistan. And what, uh, so I Googled some keywords that I knew, like, if they showed up in the emails would be, would be obvious indicators that something from the organization I was with at the time had reached her desk. Um, and while looking through that, I found a couple secret no foreign, and they were, they were blacked out documents, but they were definitely secret no foreign documents that had been redacted. They were absolutely in her email, and were absolutely referring to specific operations that happened in Afghanistan. Um, and I found those, I found, so there's definitely shit that happened there that is unkosher. How much bullshit she's going to get for it, I don't know. I, I see the opposite argument. I'm not sure if I buy them all the way. And by the way, just here as, as a full disclosure thing, I have totally taken unclassified shit and sent it to my personal email and then used that and then just, just pivoted through my personal email to get it onto some other system that I needed to get it onto. I, there's there there's a lick of classified data on my in my email, but unclassified data absolutely I did it all the time. I could totally see why a secretary of state would have wanted to do that. Um, so I don't I, I bounce again like everything like a lot of other things I I sort of see both sides of the argument. Well, first of all, I mean, again, mass media is loath. To compare facts, um, this Benghazi cir- this Benghazi circus over four bodies has been going on and on and on under the administration of George W. Bush. I believe it was between seventy and eighty Americans were killed at embassies and consulates. I don't remember the Republicans saying too much about it then. Um, as you spoke towards the appearingly good economic stewardship of the Clinton administration, domestically, yep. yes. For the moment, yes. Clinton was the one who removed Glass-Steagall, which set in motion the entire 2008 crash and everything else that went with it. So yeah. this is the biggest problem with democratic quote-unquote, politics. There is no long-term planning. There is no long-term responsibility. Nobody gives a fuck to pass their mandate because I ain't going to be here. I think and, that's, let, me you know, add, let me add one thing here that I think is – that I think you guys don't have as a data point, and I want to give it to you guys as straight from the fucking source. I'm the source. I was on station as a propaganda analyst during the uh, during the Benghazi issue. You guys knew me back then. I think you, I think we've known each other since that. Yes, absolutely. When that happened, my professional opinion, the shit that I wrote in my reports, I believed that it was the fucking video. <coughs> I thought that's what was happening. When when I wrote it, that was my best evidence at the time, and that's what I stated. Now, it turned out to be wrong, or it turned out to be partially wrong. But that was what 
their experts were telling them. I know because I am one of said experts. That was that was what was happening as we understood it. Now, if there was other data out there, I can't speak to it. I don't know anything about it. But that is what at least the the propaganda analysts were stating at the time, and I can state that to you unequivocally. We believed fully that this was similar to what had happened in Egypt the day before, where the embassy got uh, firebombed. I think it might have been straight up raided uh, in Egypt the day before as a result of that fucking Muhammad video. Thank you, Iran. And by the way, the same fuckers that did the Yisrael Democracy bullshit and hit our banks. You want to talk about how this all connects? This goes back to assholes that are working in anonymous right now. Uh, it's the same same assholes did the same thing. Uh, we that's what we believed at that time. So I fully support the administration on that narrative because I have direct personal evidence that tells me that that narrative is true. As to the other elements of it, like should we have done more to get those people out? Clearly we should have. Clearly we should have because Americans died. And I don't fucking take that shit lightly because fuck one day I might be that American. Um, Good point. That's not a political argument. That's a that's a tactical that's a tactical lessons learned argument that happens within DOD and Department of State. I I don't like that it got politicized, but I do not. Again, the, the data point that I can definitely tell you: all the propaganda analysts I know, including myself, absolutely thought it was the video on that day at that time. Okay, but this is all postpartum analysis. Why is there no discussion about how Libya was turned into a fucking zoo by NATO and by U.S. direction through the Security Council? I, that's not fair at all. The, um, really? And, and again, if it, if it was fair, you know, you know I'd say so. Um, no, dude, the Arab Spring caught literally fucking everybody off guard. Um, and if you want giant organizations, they jumped on it quick, though, man. They they did as fast as they could, but these are giant organizations. And I mean, you. I mean, how many? You had three. They. You had three tyrants like stabbed in the ass and hung in some dungy basement, like you know. And what came after which is, it? Which is that's what I mean. That's what I mean. did what he did. Like, that was definitely not the objective of the Arab Spring, was to have justice in a dark, danky who the, basement who the fuck, with a who the fucking fuck knife in the ass. What Arab, who the fuck are you to tell anybody what Arab justice looks like? Maybe that's exactly what the Arab Spring is about. Yeah, you're well, not. You're I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. No, no I know. No, I know I might no. be projecting, but I don't think so. You know, like, I mean... I I made friends with with you know not not You're tell more me you than have an a handful. Friend? What? That's you're gonna tell me you have an Arab friend, therefore your point's valid. No, I wasn't gonna say I have a black friend, therefore I have I I, I my point's valid. But I I met people over there, and I don't think I think that the extremists were let loose. I mean, if, I mean, just from an empirical value, something you can relate to. If, if you look at the number of, of prisons 
that were that were freed. Um, you know, like at the end of the Arab Spring, by uh, uh, nef- nefarious fucking uh, no. ways. No. All right, go ahead. No, it's the same thing what, what Bremer did in Iraq. We're just going to fire everybody who has a clue how this system works because we don't like their politics. And look what you get. You want to talk about how the West fucked up the Arab Spring? Look at Egypt. The Muslim Brotherhood was elected legally with a vast majority, but it didn't sit well with the powers that be. So what do we get? We get CC and right back to state of emergency all over again. Fuck all changed. That is not change. I mean, do you really do you really disagree that there was like a second that there was a, a part of the Arab Spring that was like a genuine, like semi secular youth? Um, the bottom revolt? line is the bottom line is if you want democracy, then you allow democracy, good or bad, pretty or ugly, you let it go. I you don't also step in that. when you don't like the result. Well, this isn't what no, we meant. Hang on. Fuck that. No, you can't. No, it's, it's, you can't it's, it's do that. Piss poor. I think we all agree. It has been piss poor Western policy. And it, Glenn, I think you and I have spoken about it before. It's been piss poor Western policy. It started Our policy. Home, we don't have policy because we don't have adults. Down to, when it comes down to supporting democracies, particularly in Arab countries, we we do have a very very bad track record as Western nations writ large of saying that we support democracies while proving that we don't. Yep. And it's actually one of the things that ISIS uses as a propaganda yep. point that I continue to fight against. By the way, unsuccessfully because I don't have a fucking leg to stand on. <laughs> it's obvious that we're wrong. Well, this is just it. But yet in the West. Where it has to be sold, where it has to be paid for, it never changes. You know, the narrative never changes. The other perspective is just not allowed in. I mean, remember the arguments. The arguments are moving at the speed of bureaucracy, man. I uh, I wouldn't give up hope. I don't. I I think a lot of Cold War people are dying off, and a lot of our generation are coming in, particularly to middle management, if not upper management now. There, there is there, the appetite's growing for it. Give up hope, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's negative. Um, well, you I give me hope. Be, I would I'm not, not, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, but you do give me hope. I mean, you're in the service, you do work, and fucking, you're a very well principled person. I mean, if if my principles yeah, well, mean anything, I guess. Well, that's the difference because I am a generation older than you two, and I've had just about a fuck enough of all this shit. Yes. You've also had a raw deal in the last few years, man. Well, whatever. My personal situation doesn't mean fuck all. I'm just tired of all this fucking bullshit. And there comes a point, which you guys will probably get to in your life, well, you'll have to decide how much longer am I willing to put up with this where it's just not fucking worth it. Honestly, if it wasn't for the people who I've met on on Twitter, like you, you two, I mean, so many people. Caesar, I don't know if you're, I mean, so many people, like, I, I wouldn't pay any attention to it, most likely. You know, 
I think about that a lot. I'm fucking up in you know Vermont. Like I, my work life is no longer that stressful. Like I probably wouldn't. Um, you know, I could the see prin- you being. This is the, go ahead. The principal people that are working really, really fucking hard to do this right, and they're doing it quietly. And I'm speaking for probably about a hundred people that would never come on this radio show right now that I know personally. Those people that are working really hard to do this and do it correctly, they, God forbid that they become you. They become not, uh, they become you, Canadian Glenn, because if they get jaded and that fucking energy and power and intellect and capability gets gets turned into a fuck the system, the system will be fucked. Well, that's uh, that depends on your perspective because as far as I'm concerned, Dude, the system I'm is not, fucked. It is not a it is not a matter. The system is fucked. What I'm stating between is the three that, of us, what I'm stating between, is that a, is what I'm stating is that me and my friends completely agree that the system is fucked. What I'm also stating is that me and my friends are working our asses off to try to get the system correctly balanced because it's better to fix the system from within than without. And I don't want to see what this world looks like. I've been to anarchy states, and I don't particularly like them. They tend to suck. So I want to try to do this correctly. If we don't do this correctly, and we become so jaded that we're just like, you know what, fuck this system, you have no I like, it will it will actually drop the system. I frequently joke. I would say once a month. I freak. I, I will make the statement. Why the shit are we on the side of this fight that we're on? If we just switch teams, we're all billionaires. Like that's all it takes. All we have. All we have to do is give up our principles. And the only thing stopping us from thinking those people are is is that. Um, we're working with. We're working to try to make democracy better. There are a lot of people working on this. To the point that I'm telling you, people within PSYOP are saying, do not pass this fucking law because it might be bad. We don't want President Trump to have that type of power or President whoever to have that type of power. We don't want our capabilities turned against the American public, and we're fighting that fight. If, yeah, well, and as if, a, as if a, the system keeps the system keeps going, dude, yeah, we'll turn around and be like, you know what? Fine, light a match and walk away, and we'll get ours on the way out. Well, I mean, again, I would say it's just a difference of where you people are on your life trajectory. I've been inside. I've been inside politics. I've been inside administrative levels, and I've had enough of it. I don't have time for that shit anymore. What do you want us to do, man? There comes a point where one man realizes that it don't matter what he fucking says. Okay. And what's you, so what's what the you plan, though? When I go to work on Monday, what's what's my takeaway? Because I, I do not I do not support or ever even participate 
and most discussions that are just like you got you got to give me on, a to take so what here. No, no, I'm the wrong person to ask. I'm just from a completely different generational life experience perspective. I'm not the person to ask. And you, and you know I love you, and you know I love your perspective, and I and I respect it deeply. You know that. Um, I mean, anyway. we just what? went we just went through something in this country where we had a borderline fascist in charge, and yeah. his his uh, his hubris and his disgust for citizens was. Remember, his, you and I spent election day on the phone together. Yeah, and that was his undoing. But we didn't get anything very much different at all. Why? Because the people were sucked in with false promises, false visuals. Nothing has changed. And but remember we, that a good democratic system takes a long time to change. The, there the have Senate, already been the there have already time. We have a different yeah. system. We have a different system. There have already been concrete opportunities to permanently reverse some of the things done in the Harper decade for good. They could have been removed. We could have had a reset. And yet this new government refused to do them. Change? Yeah, red bullshit instead of blue bullshit. That's the change. I, I don't doubt it. Next next election, you guys will hire. You guys will uh, put in place a Trump or a Sanders. That's that that is the way that the voters express their dis their distaste. That's that's the only leverage they have. I. But the, I mean, the fact that Trump's not that Trump is an alternative is just is it, it, there's no there's no like. It, intellectual sustenance to it. Like he's an alternative because he just gets up there and screams. Like he literally, he, alternative he, here. He, Listen, but I mean, so he Trump, is like, so that's what people like who were at his campaigns. They were like, this is the revolution. You know, the man can't finish no. a sentence. He has nothing to do with anything outside of the established system. Nothing. The zero. Entire, like he is the a entire, direct result of the system we live in. Everybody who's voting for Trump is voting for Trump because they are completely dissatisfied with the promises of the Republican Party because the Republicans, as as Glenn have stated, are two sides of the same court with the Democrats. And Sanders is the expression on the opposite side of the coin where they're just completely sick of dealing with – of dealing with party establishment candidates and dealing with the party establishment people, those promises never come to fruition, and the voters and the electorate just completely done with it. So that's that's this what we're seeing is a revolt, and I think what we're seeing where the where the Republican Party is straight up fracturing right now, it's it's fucking disintegrating. And that, yeah, it's crazy. That is I mean, what, that's that's what the voters want. That's what the voters are trying to do by voting for Trump. And by voting for yeah, Trump, I mean, they want it, to do the same thing on the Democrat side. That's, that, I think, is, is an expression of what Glenn wants, if I'm not mistaken. Well, the, the only thing I was surprised that I heard uh, 
I, I think it was you, soldier, say that, or no, it was Glenn that said that between Hillary and Trump, it was seventy-five percent Trump. Was it that much? Yeah. No. So that's that's also the way I predicted. Absent polls, that's the way that I think is going to happen. That's what I mean, my propaganda senses are telling me. None of the official numbers are that far spread. They never are. But I mean, it's 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 such a uniquely fuckable system in the United States. Oh yeah. I mean, well, I mean, proof is in the pudding. The presidential in election sense? in what sense? The presidential election is in fact 51 separate elections. Citizens United that are merely added up. There are different people on the presidential ballot in different states. It is bizarre. The Electoral College is fucking uniquely fucked. Well, I mean, besides all the historical uh, structuring of it, it's also fucked in, in the fact that it literally is a high school popularity contest. But again, like that's our fault, and I don't mean our three fault. In fact, I think we're we're trying to swim upstream. But I mean, you know, Donald Trump is a is a manifestation of the personality of this country, uh, his popularity. You know, <laughs> uh, um, let's 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 Very not kill ourselves. You. I think I think you're probably right. Yeah, and you, you know. and you guys wonder why Americans are hated around the world then. Are you getting man? I'm oh, whoops, sorry. <laughs> now I finished. Now I have to finish the sentence. Um, and you wonder why I sometimes go overseas and just pretend to be Canadian. Well, no, I know you understand it, but I mean there are tens of millions of Americans that have no idea the way they are Listen, perceived across the, the across the, the world. WVU, the WVU soldier candidacy, should it ever come to pass, will involve. Will involve the closest thing I can to free passports for everybody. I, the fact, the the fact that most of us in the Western Hemisphere, uh, or at least in the Western Western Hemisphere, the the European Western Hemisphere anyway, um, have like a twenty percent passport rate is fucking embarrassing. Don't tell me. Don't when I go to West Virginia. And my redneck buddies tell me that they live in the best country on the planet. I'm like, bro, you ever been anywhere else? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, how no. the fuck do you know that we're the best country? Because that's what I'm, they're told. I'm yes. Then around the world, my my positions, my positions, my anti-anarchy positions are well founded in both theory and in practice. I've fucking seen anarchy. I don't really kind of want it just because I've observed it. I know how this fucking – I know how this thing works. Um, I would love to – if I could do anything right now to make the world a better place, I would give all Americans passports is what I'd do just because I want, the, I want the electorate to fucking understand what the shit the rest of the world looks like. Before you start knocking on – European healthcare systems, go to Europe and ask them Europeans how they think about their healthcare system. Before you start telling me that all Arabs are terrorists, I don't know, go to Dubai with me and fucking hang out. I guarantee you after a couple parties, you won't have that opinion anymore. Um, it, so it's... That's something that Cat I would God do. And I, 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 American... God. 
I was just but saying cat god senses love cat god senses love to both of you guys. But this is an engineered hey, this is an engineered viewpoint of the society of the United States. This is something that is this is something that has been crafted over decades using events like the Second World War. It it took a shit kicking around Vietnam, but it has been brought back with a fucking vengeance. You know, this this thing about American exceptionalism. There's fuck that's one of the biggest jokes there is in Canada. What exactly oh, dude, is this exceptionalism? Is it that you guys can fuck up anything around the world and yet somehow refuse to admit you have any responsibility for it? That is exceptional. If I may, I actually think America is exceptional. Um, I actually support that that conservative viewpoint. I don't think we will be if we keep up the fucking path we're on. Well, what did you I, mean? I, I know where you're. I think. I think that. I think that we have the. I think that we have the potential to be exceptional, just like well, any who other. Who doesn't? Right. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. Just like any other citizen of any other nation does. You know, but it's not what 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 the the sort of the uh, the innuendo um or the inflection of that comment is that it's our divine right. Exactly. It's, it's our religious right that it we are the chosen the chosen people like you know that like I think that that's the Yeah. Well we are yeah. well, Pax Romana, you know, like five point or seven point Here's where I'm at on it. So America is exceptional in that the way that the way that we go about debate, the way that we go about argument is is it has been unique in the world in most cases. And and we're and we're exceptionally good about the way that we build our system towards independence of individuals while also maintaining some sort of central bureaucracy that, that ties us all together. Um, very rarely could you travel 3,000 miles from your hometown and find somebody that also espouses the same, the same general fundamental principles of what it means to be man elsewhere on the planet. American exceptions is, very tr- is, very, is a, it's a real thing. It is a real thing, and yeah. I support that as a real ideology. And Canada, I think, shares that that American exceptionalism. Our objective <laughs> is to export that America is to export <laughs> that exceptionalism, that idea out. Hold on, you'll, you'll get a chance to yell at me. <laughs> to export that idea out and to and to provide that freedom and liberty to as many people as possible. I think, and I think it's a good objective. I think that's ultimately a good thing as long as we do it reasonably and I don't know, not under threat of nuclear retaliation or whatever. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go well, ahead. I know that you're laughing at me. Well, I, know, I'm, a, I'm espousing, I'm espousing fucking corporate talking points. I know, but go ahead. No, you know, you mentioned this 3000 mile divide and yet there's still the same basic tenets of what it means. Well, I would say it exists more uniformly in Canada than it does in the United States because you're not you're not going to find the differences in wholesale covert racism in Canada like you'll find in the United States. And Certainly, you guys have suffered from it a little bit, by the way. So I I feel like 
I feel well, like you're the preacher who's never had deal with the choir. So while I'm the choir here, okay, well we're I would, also getting buffeted. We're also getting bombarded a little bit more than you guys are. So and I, I would, feel like that's an unfair criticism a little bit. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Then look into the uh, the uh, the underground railroad into Halifax, getting slaves oh, out. Fair. We've always been ahead of the fucking curve. We don't buy it. Now. The, the Dude, I love I love my Canadian brethren for their progressive stances throughout history. You have now, the right of it. Now, you know, you say that you see that as an American exceptionalism point, but that is based on your location and perspective and culture. There are people so around do- the world that see it as exceptionalism, but it sure as fuck ain't American. Out, then I will give North American exceptionalism to it. Um, that is, that's, that's well, an extra word that isn't tacked on to the general to the general meme of the situation. Um, no, it, when I it's use humanist exceptionalism, at least it's, it's humanist exceptionalism. Certainly. That's the way it should be certainly. identified. And I think, and I think America and Canada are some of the best representations of that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't start yelling just at America for the way that we express it as Americans. Exception. No, you say uh, that it is human. It's just. I mean, it's. It's. I. I. I feel like we're splitting hairs on something okay, we both wait. agree on on this one. No, no. Now you say it's. It's a goal to export this concept and to. Okay, but the thing is, America does not just export the concept. There are other things that come with it. Let's oh, talk about right. let's talk about Aung San Suu Kyi, who, when Obama went over there, they made a deal, and she was released from house arrest, and she became the opposition leader, and now she is in power. But the thing that's never talked about is when that deal happened, there was also something else that came to Burma: Coca-Cola and McDonald's. Yeah, true. There is and no that, such and, thing. And, and, and yeah. there's no such thing as an American ideal without American mass culture commercialism horseshit. Okay, well hold on. Here's the thing. Like we, well, or here's my opinion. We, ha- as Americans, have had some brilliant um, political thinkers who have been able to articulate. Um, their ideal on paper exceptionally well, or in or in oratory format exceptionally well. Um, but we have never lived up to the ideals and the rhetoric that we have put forth, even since uh, the Emancipation Proclamation. That was None veiled. Of the ideas we're trying to live up to always. It's like that. Yes, that's and the, I agree. And I agree. That's the I think that, of ideas. Of ideas. Absolutely, we, I agree with you, soldier. But I don't think that, we're doing that exceptionalism is inherent because we live in the United States. Like I don't think that that's a guarantee. I think that's a, that's a big reason why you see a lot of fucking, you know, two hundred ninety-five pound, forty-something-year-old fat white guys walking around unemployed. Is because they expected this exceptionalism to 
be passed through them through osmosis or uh, genetically or or nepotism or something, right? Like without having to do anything, like getting something for free. Yeah, no, those, well, that's those, just people, those people are not an expression of American ex- exceptionalism. You're absolutely correct. Okay. But they, no. no, but those are Americans now. Those are the Donald Trump supporters, and Donald Trump now apparently would beat Hillary mm-hmm. in an election. Okay, wait a minute. Uh, it's though. pretty close, Stop. man. I, don't, I mean, I don't, you. I, wait a minute. I I How now prefer watching Donald Trump rally campaigns to carnival videos when I'm going to bed. Both, I used to love watching both the carnival and I videos. Are telling you to cease fire. We we both disagree. Probably How did I'm this seizing. happen? How did this happen? This so-called country who is so profoundly in favor of exceptionalism has been on a downward spiral of stealing money from an education system for 30 to 40 years, from civic education for 30 to 40 years, from involving the public in the political process since Vietnam. They keep selling the same slogan, but the product is fucking shit. And they continue to export it because there's no longer a market for it at home. That's where the money so is. So I have so I have a have a have a I probably have an argument I could I could send for that um for that last point. Charity starts uh, at home. I don't know. Well, security does start at home. Um and how I'm so, I, I I I'm so like ping ponging you, you in know between you guys. Which by because, the way I like, want to know. I, I, do you want me do you want and by the way, if you think security starts at home, to bring us all the way back to the beginning, do you think I should be able to run counter propaganda operations at home? Yay or nay. I do. Not just but I me. Think not just me. Not just me. No, no. I but, no, I I mean you're so, you're so I me, think you that, guys you guys understand my morals. My morals are different than the the ten thousand other people that do what I do. I'm just a particularly vocal element within my community. That But you that I, I know I, I actually have I, I actually am puzzled sometimes how vocal you can be, but I appreciate it. <laughs> well not puzzled. I'm just, about to shut up. No, but Sometimes they get yelled at to shut up, but otherwise, um, do you want, do you want, so if security starts at home and we know that, and we know that our political system is getting infected with idiot thoughts from, from foreign intelligence propagandists, do we want it in that situation, Glenn, I'm asking you specifically. May we take the gloves off, please? It's or re- would it's that re- be too much of a or would that be too much of a violation of the First Amendment rights? It's a what, symptom. Which one would be good for you? It's a symptom. It's not the disease. You want a strong well, country? You want a country that is not susceptible to being manipulated? Then take care of your I like the way you did this. Then Keep take going. care of your own citizens. Educate them. Give them health care. Make it fucking the illusion of fairness for people well done, in sir. their own country. I mean, that's the right answer. Good job. You guys have been rotted from the inside out for the benefit of the few. And sooner or later, it's got to fucking fall. 
And we hit the and we hit the hockey stick on it, man. I mean, it's not like you know, it's not like things were set up for success for for you know those who had less you know from post World War One on. Um, you know, once yeah, so, once so you it, nailed it. Go ahead. Yeah, dude, you nailed it. I 100% agree with you. And that, like, I didn't, I probably wouldn't have agreed with you, but the, that was very articulately done. Good job, Glenn. That you're right. You're 100% correct. Um, so now the question becomes, what do we do from here? So I completely agree about the symptom. I completely agree that the argument about whether or not to allow U.S. military counter-propaganda operations to protect the general greater Western audience public uh, is a symptom of a problem. I completely agree with you. But now that we're here, now that we're here today, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to support this specific bill, or do you want me to reject this specific bill? I could do either, and I can have some influence on this one. Well, I mean, just from I support. A... So I support. I support counter. I support counter propaganda operations that I may or may not have quietly done just for my own fucking benefit to try to make the world a better place. Um, just as a general well, rule. I, I 100% unequivocally support that, absolutely. Right. I, as soon as we systemize it, as soon as we systemize it, we give President Obama or President Trump or President Clinton or President Sanders an arm of the U.S. government that is then authorized to conduct propaganda operations against Western audiences. Do we want to go there? That's well, no. so scary. Well, of course we don't, because that's not the whole fucking picture. It never is. I mean, the reason that this is coming out right now, specifically at this point in time, is because we have the upcoming BRICS against IMF war, and we Absolutely. also have the, and we have the Trans-Pacific I Partnership. And it's been written into the TPP that all these laws that the U.S. are going to enact sooner or later will creep their way into all 12 signatory countries of the TPP. So any We're counter... We're all on the same page on TPP. Every, well, single, every single one of us here are all against it. There is no discernment between any of us on that. But it this is not, relevant. Not it at is, all. This is, and this is not a sense of that. I completely disagree with that point. It is relevant to all federal U.S. legislation from this point on. Everything that gets passed in the U.S., Canadians have to consider it being backdoored into Canadian law. Of course you do. Uh, so I'm going to give you a counter-narrative. Uh, and the way that I think it's actually happening is completely different from the way you're sitting it's happening. What I think is happening is the uh, the foreign foreign agents are absolutely infecting a lot of our grassroots movements. I mean that from anonymous to occupy to the Tea Party. Absolutely, I mean definitely fucking everybody. I have I have. Fucking years of direct evidence, and you guys know I've quietly called it out quite a few times. 
I, I, I always have to watch my words when I do that because <laughs> because I do I because sometimes I do run afoul of the powers that be when I do, um, but it happens. It is happening. That's the thing that needs defeating. Can I defeat that? And if I if I use all the tools in the toolkit, if I start if I start getting teams of propagandists together to counter Russian or Chinese propaganda in say anonymous, a thing that we all know happens, a thing that I can verify for you has happened. Would if I if I send a whole fucking propaganda team out there, it's not just me anymore. But it's actually a team of people authorized by the U.S. government to defeat this operation. Outside of just me doing it quietly in my free time, I've got a whole team working with me. Do we really want that? And if you guys, if you like, I know that both of you respect my opinion about things, but it won't just be me. It'll be thousands of counterintelligence, counter not counterintelligence, but counter propaganda operators doing it, and they'll be doing it under the dictates of the U.S. government, and those dictates will be governed by President Clinton, President Trump, President Sanders. Do we want that? Quite honestly, I don't have enough time left in my timeline. I don't fucking care. Because I ain't going to buy any of it. So I don't fucking care. Right? That's a fair argument. And God bless you, brother. You know that. You know, I mean, there are just some things that are too much of a fucking bird's nest that have been created with mistake after mistake after miscalculation after lie after supposition. I just don't fucking care anymore. It ain't never go- I ain't never going to see it fixed no matter what you do. It's just not my concern. I got more important things to worry about than the bullshit that comes out of whatever mouth that day. I just don't care. Then what do you? Then what do you care about? Because you, because you swing for the fences day to day. So tell me, tell me what parts you do care about. I care about domestic issues in my country. I care about exposing the corruption and the duplicity and the treason that happens in my country and that comes from one place government that's all I care about I don't care about how it works from what other governments are doing to us etc etc we got enough fucking enemies in our own backyard that we put in office I'm not worried about the guys on the other side of the ocean word